Welcome to the Ars Technicast, where we bring you the latest in the worlds of computing, technology, science, and everything else in between. During each episode, a group of Ars staffers will dig deep into some of the issues we've covered on the site. We'll also talk about some of the other stuff we're doing when we're not circling the Ars orbiting headquarters. I'm your host, Senior Apple Editor Jackie Chang, and on this week's show we have Microsoft Editor Peter Bright. Hello. Associate Writer Casey Johnston. Hello. And Social Editor Cesar Torres. Hello. We are dedicating our show to the challenges that the Microsoft Surface faces. Um, last week we talked about the iPad Mini, this week we're talking about the Surface. And um, we brought on Peter so he can tell us about uh, the his his observations of Surface, and Casey has also played with the Surface, so um, we'll have a couple of perspectives on that. So I know, Peter, that um, there are a lot of, you have a lot of things to say about it, but um, it, I think overall, after reading your review, it, it feels like you really had a lot of hope for the Surface, and I think a lot of people did, um, but you came away sort of feeling like it was just not enough. The Surface was sold to us, presented to us as the the perfect device for for Windows RT. It was, uh, I think, Mr. Sanofsky said that it was Windows. Oh, I can't remember what he said now. But it was like w- this is Windows the way we want it to be used. Um, the best experience, better than anyone else will do, better than any of the OEMs. The the perfect Windows machine. And you know what? It really isn't. Um, why? I mean, what I, makes you say that? Well, it's it's not. Well, there's some little things, and there are some big things. So, the little things are, um, uh, uh, these are things that really surprised me. It doesn't show off all the things that Windows 8 can do, for example. So it doesn't have NFC. And that, that's kind of weird because one of the Windows Phone 8 features that they've talked about is NFC. And you can do things like um, sharing information between machines. You get the probably the best thing NFC is good for is easy pairing to Bluetooth. In fact, it's it's slightly weird, but that's that's what it's really good at because you just put it near the Bluetooth device. You don't have to press a button. You don't have to go into pairing. You don't have to type into codes. It just does it through NFC. Um, but there's this data sharing and I mean, NFC is kind of a weird thing because it's, it's not really a thing yet. It's, it's this nerd technology that people are sort of excited about, but no one has some use case for. Do you find but it I would have strange it, that there is no NFC? I mean, considering like you said, yeah, you, know. you know, it, it, it's so it's, it's not that NFC sort of impacts my life every day. But what it means with Surface not having NFC, if someone comes up with some compelling NFC thing, Surface can't do it. If I want to have a nice Microsoft ecosystem with my Surface and a a Windows Phone 8 phone, they can't use NFC to talk to each other. Whereas if I'd gone with um, one of the uh, non-Microsoft tablets, I could, because some of them have NFC. So... NFC isn't the only thing, so it doesn't have um, GPS, so it doesn't know where it is. So the Maps app, but you know, it's got Wi-Fi positioning, but um, it doesn't know where it is with any great precision. Um, so the Maps app can't show you exactly where you are. Um, it 
doesn't have an option of having 3G. So although it's got all these cloud services like SkyDrive and the Microsoft account and the Sync and um, the Skype app they've done, which is seems to be quite nice, um, it's got all this stuff, but if you leave the house, you have none of it. And uh, um, Yeah, maybe you can tether, but tethering is actually a, a, a pain in so many ways because... You don't want. I don't want to burn my battery life on on, on tethering. It's it sucks. It, it chews up the battery. Um, so we have this device that's meant to be used to showcase Windows Eight, and it doesn't do that as well as some of the things from. Uh, God, who makes that? There's the Asus Vivo Tab RT, which is a horrible name but um is that one also uh windows rt the vivo tab that, that, yeah the vivo tab rt is i think there's a vivo tab non-rt as well oh, okay. um right. but there's a there's an rt one and it has nfc and it has gps and it has the option of 3g and 4g connectivity and so in terms of showing off all the things you might want to do with um Windows 8 RT and even like being a nice device for developers to test on to make sure that these things work, which is a, one of the big problems that Microsoft is having at the moment. Um, the surface kind of falls short. And I'm, I wasn't expecting that because it's not how they talked it up. Um, you know, I was really hoping it would be some best in class device that showed off Windows RT to the to the, the best of its ability and it it doesn't do that. So that's 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 a disappointment. But um what do you feel like I mean what do you feel like should be different? Do you actually I mean do you think that there should be NFC or I, I mean what I, do you think should be improved? I I I think um Yeah, I, I think I think there should be NFC. I think there should be GPS. I think there should be an option for three G. You know, I I think I should be able to take a Surface and use it anywhere and everywhere, and get you know I I don't want um for any apps to be off limits. For example, you know, if someone produces an app that needs NFC, it won't run on Surface. And I I think for a for a showcase device. Um, it needed to do better than that. Cause the 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 analogy I would draw is um, the first Google Nexus phone, the Nexus One, I think it was, um, raised the hardware bar for for Android phones. And although it didn't sell in huge numbers for all sorts of reasons, what it did do is say, if you are making an Android phone that you want to be a sort of premium handset it has to be this good it has to have these features and subsequent nexus phones have done the same so um i can't remember which one it was which had nfc first um and you know fast processors and lots of ram and all these sort of things um it just to to set a, a, a benchmark to say any any high-end device has to be 
this good. And and the surface doesn't do that. It's it's not as good as some of the the the, the third party competition. Do you think it, it's kind of strange that there's no 3G? I mean, you know, not everyone likes that, but it no. is kind of a requirement for tablets nowadays. I, I right. think the real question is, how did this happen? You know, usually there's some tiers or different packages that you can choose from right. with these devices. And what, what, uh, what, how was this decided on? What we get from Microsoft instead are just rationalizations. Um, so what's the risk? So, so, for example, for 3G, they say that, uh, and, and, and they say quite plausibly, I, I don't take issue with what they say. They say that 80% of iPads never leave the house. People use them on the sofa in front of the TV. They use them in bed. They use them, um, yeah, on the Kazi. And <laughs> the what? The Kazi. <laughs> uh, is, uh, is this is this some sort it, of Britishism? It, for yeah, I don't it, know what that it's, means. It's slang. It it's the uh, the, the can. Small- the Lou? The, the WC? Oh. Yeah. I see. The Lav. <laughs> um, and, you know, so, so I, 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 I hear what they're saying, and I, you know, I don't disbelieve them. In, in, it seems quite plausible to me that 80% of these things don't leave the house. And so Wi-Fi is fine. But that means 20% do leave the house. And for that 20%, Wi-Fi is a liability. Uh, I know Steve Jobs, when he introduced the first iPhone without 3G, he sold this idea that, hey, free Wi-Fi was everywhere and you never had to worry about it, so 3G didn't matter because you'd just be able to connect to Wi-Fi. Um, that was nonsense then. It's nonsense today. It's it's always going to be nonsense. Depending on Wi-Fi, sucks. If you want to work out of the house, you want 3G. And I think especially, I can't remember now if you made this comment earlier um, before we started recording, but I mean, of course, you can always try and tether on your phone or whatever, but you, right. you're right. It's not something you there, want there, to there, do. There is, there is tethering. If you're paying the extra to tether, you know, if, right. you're, if your work operator lets you tether, um, and it wastes your battery. It destroys the battery of your phone. You know, the, the battery in, in the tablet is big. Um, it's, you know, it, it, it'll drive the huge, great big tablet with its big bright screen for eight hours. Um, the battery in your phone is small because it's in a phone. Why would I ever want to de- deprive my phone of battery life? just to, to get online. It doesn't make sense. And, and particularly as losing your phone is so debilitating. Um, if my tablet battery dies, well, okay, I don't have my big luxury tablet device. If my phone dies, I can't make phone calls. I, you know, I can't get text messages. I don't know where I am. Well, what's surprising about all of this, again, is that uh, Microsoft products generally tend to be, I guess, maybe a little friendlier to the enterprise. There's so many business travelers, just people who would, might need the actual 3G right. and the connectivity. Yeah. How did they deny this from them? I mean, they, they could have made and, a killing. And, 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 that, and that's, that's, the, that's the bit that makes it even harder to understand. You know, they're promoting this as a, as a work machine. You know, it's got Office on it, and, and it's got various BYOD features, and it's got multi-user, and it's... it's yeah. They, 
they kind of implicitly position the to- the the iPad as a sort of toy almost. It's for you know you you use the iPad if you just want to look at a web page or, or watch a streaming video, but you use the uh, the surface if you want to be productive and if you want to create something. And while I I don't agree with their kind of vision, um, if you want to promote that, you, I think again the three D becomes more important. The fact that you can't you you need to be able to get on your SkyDrive or your Office 365. You you need to be able to actually send emails. Uh, it it just it. I I think it really detracts from from the whole from the whole concept. But at the same time, like I think you can make an entirely competent tablet without 3G. Like the Nexus Seven is. I would uh, like I I yeah recommend the Nexus Seven like without reservation to almost anybody. And it has no, I mean, I think they're coming out with 3G, but like even before that, it's just like, it's, you, see, yeah, you can work on it. Like it's, it's a great tablet period can, without can you, 3G can stuff. You, can, can you work on it? I mean, what, what would you use? Yeah, I mean, work? you can, you can connect a Bluetooth keyboard to it and, you know, type uh, uh, away but, on. But, but in, into, into which apps? Because, you know, Google's sort of productivity apps, such as they are. And I agree, Office productivity is only a, a kind of subset of actually the productive things that people do but google's yeah, I mean, it's apps not, kind of need to be online yeah uh, it's not a it's not a full, full-fledged office experience no. by any means but as well as you can work on an ipad you can work on the nexus 7 i feel right well maybe i i don't know i i wouldn't want to work on any of them i mean that that's that's the next uh, the the surface has gone for a tablet design it's got this keep kickstand and keyboard, but what it doesn't have is a hinge. And so I, f- I think it's much less easy to use than a laptop. It's much less easy to use than some of these weird dockable tablet things we're seeing. So, so one, one of the common concepts that we're seeing across Windows RT and Windows 8 devices are um, dockable clamshell keyboards. So you have your tablet and you have your keyboard and you can slot the tablet into the keyboard and it's actually got a hinge so you can shut it up to protect the screen or you can open it and you can position the screen at whichever angle you want and it will hold the screen up for you. If you're typing on your knees, that beats the snot out of the kickstand. Um, it, it, it's just much, much better. It, it means that the device is balanced. It, uh, it means that... Um, you can you can put the screen at whatever angle you want. It's just infinitely superior for an actual productive device. Um, so the 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 surface is much more tablety in that sense. It's 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 actually I would say much more like the iPad than than some of the other Windows RT devices because it's you know the the kickstand is great if you want to watch uh, a movie or something you can put it on a table and and, and what or, you know the little fold down table in your airplane i think the angle is okay for that um it's it's not perfect but it kind of makes sense as as that kind of device if you want to use it as an actual productive device um i think the lack of flexibility that comes from not having the hinge is very painful um so, I don't know what the Surface is. 
I, I don't know what its purpose is. Um, and, and that's probably the thing that, that gets me most. It, it's not a showcase for Windows RT. Microsoft said it was, but it's, it's just not. It doesn't, it doesn't have enough of the features. It doesn't show off enough of the functionality, functionality to really be a good showcase. It's not a work machine because the form factor just isn't the right form factor for that. Um, If you're just looking at it as a a sort of consumption tablet, which is contrary to how Microsoft is really positioning it, then okay, it kind of works, but um, it's kind of expensive for that. So I, I I don't know I don't know where it fits in, in the world. So what do you like about it? I mean, what do you think is does the Surface do better than other? The tablets? well, the thing that really stands out, and the thing that I really do like, is the industrial design. Um, it feels very nice in the hand. It's nicely balanced. Um, the, the things like the the kickstander, incredibly well constructed. Um, one of the reviews at Wired, I think it was, showed them snapping off the kickstand. But they needed to put an adult's pretty much full weight on the on the thing to snap off the kickstand. Um, it, it, so it, it's it's very sturdy, um, and, and so it, it feels high quality. I, I will I will give it that. Um, there are, there are some details about it that I like. Um, the whilst I, I I think the the keyboard options are less flexible than having a hinge, the connector is very well designed. It it grasps the keyboard very strongly. You can hold the keyboard and dangle the surface by it. Um, you know the magnets are, are that strong. It, it's a very solid, well thought out mechanism. So again, the, the industrial design. I think is is really quite good. Um, they, they've put some thought into it, and they've, for the most part, engineered a nice solution. And you know, I I like how it looks. I like the shape of the thing. Um, but <laughs> they seem to have done that to the exclusion of everything else. Um, it's it's really disappointing. So another thing, so it's got front and rear facing cameras and they are probably some of the worst cameras I've ever used. Oh, no. What's, the, um, the pic- what is the resolution the, of these cameras? They're both, they're both 720p. Um, oh, okay. Which is, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. I think you look like a complete idiot if you take photos with your iPad so well, I, I don't totally mind no. I don't mind that it doesn't have lots of megapixels in the back you know it's just for showing people things um, but you wouldn't want the front facing camera should be at least good enough for you know, Skype calling and it's not it's it's atrocious it, it's it's fuzzy and blocky and blurry and just a really bad camera and and you know, they say yeah, it's got backside illumination, but who cares? It did. I, I, they, there's a there's a great um, contradiction. So Microsoft says that Surface isn't about speeds and feeds, and what they mean by that is it's not about specs. 
it's 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 not about like having a bulleted sp- uh, list of specifications and and beating everyone else. It's about the the total sort of feel of the thing and how how it works together. Which, as an ideology, I have no problem with. But you know, they they tout that there's backside illumination on these cameras. Who cares? They're the worst cameras you'll ever see. I think <laughs> I think I think I think my my my, my uh, old Motorola Razor um, had a had a better camera. It's these are just. They, they they must have like found I, I I can only imagine that they found some like they they were looking through um you know they're in Shenzhen looking through um um dump, dumpsters or something and they found a, a a whole box of of unused cameras and they thought oh great bargain we'll use these because they're they're that bad and you know it, it's little things like that like, maybe a better camera would have cost another few dollars and I'm I'm sure. It, I'm sure it wouldn't be a huge amount just to get like the next step up in quality, and they they didn't do it. So there's no point in lavishing all this attention to detail on the industrial design if you don't apply the same thoughtfulness to what goes on inside. And I don't think they did. Well, you know what's funny is the the proposition that this is an ultimate great experience for a person holding and using the, this tablet. I think mm. in the tablet uh, marketplace, everyone's trying to do that. And uh, some companies are more explicit in how they say it. And uh, clearly Microsoft is, is trying that, but it's very risky to do that because, um, you know, I think with these, you're always trying to target the the average user so that you can sell lots of them. And if, right. if it is the ultimate experience, um, I don't know. It just, uh, They've been rolling out a brand new user interface that's key for any tablet, and then on top of it, you add you know the new hardware, etc. Um, yeah. They just took a huge gamble, and uh, you know it may still do really well. That's the other thing we don't know yet. It, it, maybe yeah. people will just start embracing it, but yeah, um, it just seems like you know why why take away some of these key things, Peter? I have a quick question about what. Uh, you said earlier in the show, you talked about some of the small things it doesn't do well. Uh, overall, then, is your your verdict that the what are the big things that it does not do well? Well, okay. The, the how, do, how do I describe it? So, I think... Um, I, th- I think probably the the it kind of okay, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't do being a tablet better than the iPad just as a as a whole sort of combination of form factor software availability um, battery life even I think is kind of a concern it doesn't do being a laptop better than an actual laptop or even one of these clamshell keyboard docks um and those are kind of big vague things i i acknowledge but you know there's when you know when you have a laptop you have all sorts of expectations you know it can be used in certain ways um because you know the sort of flexibility that the laptop form factor has when you have 
an iPad, you, you, I think you have similar expectations. You know that these are the things it's good at, and you know it's you, you, you have extra portability and extra battery life, um, and you have a nice device for for reading on, for example. Um, the Surface excels at neither of those things. It tries to be somewhere in the middle, and I don't think there is somewhere in the middle. Certainly not with this device. You know, it it's it means that um, you if you want a laptop, get a laptop. You're you're better off with a laptop. If you if you want a tablet, get a get a tablet. Um, I I mean, so so another a, a big thing is the screen. And again, Microsoft has made a, a lot of noise. You know, uh, I visited Redmond and they talked to us extensively about the screen and how resolution isn't the only thing that matters. Um, you have all sorts of other factors co- to consider because um, visual acuity is dependent um, essentially on contrast. Um, and if you have good contrast then you can resolve finer detail than if you have bad contrast and they showed some nice examples where the surface screen actually did look better than the iPad 3 which was current at the time and I don't I don't dispute the science of what they're saying and 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 the the model of visual acuity that they're using and the 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 way the surface can be better in some situations because their their demonstration made that, that very clear that it definitely can be better in in some situations. But if I'm using this thing as a a tablet, I'm going to be holding it a little bit closer than if it's a laptop, and I'm going to be probably doing much more reading and and tasks like that because you know, we've seen how people use their iPads and and things like Kindle app and um or iBooks, or whatever it is on the, whatever you have on this thing. I don't know. I don't have an iPad. I don't think they're very good. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's reading and magazines, and, and that's, that seems to be a, 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 a really recurring theme about how people use their iPads. And so you're going to be holding it close, and you're going to want really crisp, beautiful text. And the Surface doesn't, really deliver that as well as the iPad does. Um and 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 we've got this new the the Nexus 10 which is uh higher resolution again than than the iPad. And again, the surface just can't deliver the kind of crispness that the competition do. Now, I I'm going to throw toss something out here that I've been thinking about lately quite a bit and it's actually going to go against the grain of some of what we're talking about here. I think mm-hmm. the the time that the time for the device that is shaped like a little slab. I'm not even going to use the word tablet because we're going to mm-hmm. get into very complicated discussions. But yeah. the time for consumers to look at these different devices and have a choice of different prices and different types of hardware and user interface that might fit their needs. I think it's actually a really good time. Uh, the problem is most consumers would have to think very critically about how they want to use it before they have it. And so if, one, you don't know what questions to ask yourself about how you might use it, 
or mm. you don't have experience with a tablet or something like that, you're going to run into problems later when it does not do what you originally wanted it to do very yes. well. Also, I mean, I think that um, I think that a lot of people don't even really, I mean, you kind of touched on this, Cesar, but I think a lot of people don't really even know how they would use it or what their personal, like, best use case is until they do use something. Um, I think even, like, geeks and people who think they know exactly how they use things, I think, you know, it's always a little bit different once you finally actually kind of use it for a few days or a few weeks. Um, So I I think that adds slightly to the complication because... Um, you don't always really know how it's going to turn out until you have one. I think that's true. Yeah, and it, it, it evolves over time so much. I mean, any of us here that own any of these devices, it when the day the day you got it, it you, you were using it very differently than today. I mean, mine sits in different places of the house. I use it in cooking. I never f- foresaw that I would use it for cooking. Is to to hold recipes and things. Yeah, and and pull yeah. up like cooking techniques on YouTube while I'm cooking to yeah. see. Yeah, it's pretty good for cooking. Yeah. I have to admit. I feel like I feel like I had one entire set of justifications for getting an iPad, and like never ended up using it for any of those things. But now I I have like have an entire other set of things that I use it for. So I still use it, just not not at all for what I anticipated I would. Yeah. So unfortunately, I, I, I think know what you do use them for because I it, it's I, I struggle to see the point because certainly the kind of the things that people tell me okay, like web browsing and email. Well, I never want to use a tablet for that ever. A laptop see, does that so much better. To me, that's crazy because I love I I think web browsing is like the best on on an iPad. I, I see. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, love it I too. cannot I cannot stand it because I hate having to zoom in pages to hit the damn links. And it's, 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 I have zero problem with that. Yeah, I almost never even have to do that. Like, oh, I you must read different websites to me. Like, I read like the Ars Technica forums, and I can't hit the the numbered page links without zooming in on on a on an iPad. I've tried. It's just it's too difficult um, to to hit consistently. Um, well, maybe we should call out our tech team on this. Well, I mean, it, it might be that as a, as a point of principle, I don't like looking at mobile sites. I, I prefer to get the full desktop ones because they're normally the ones with the the content and the layout I want. But uh, I, you know, I, I think I think browsing the web on a tablet is is a second rate experience, and I I I, I don't fully understand why people would want to do that. And I would almost. I would almost say that I actually think I absorb more information when I'm reading the web on on an iPad than when I'm reading it on the computer. When I'm on the computer, I'm just like mentally, I must be in a different space because I am skimming and I catch keywords and I don't actually read things. Whereas when I settle in like on the couch with my iPad and I'm just going to surf around for fun, I mean, that that's when I'm actually reading what I'm reading. I will also th- add into to that uh, set of activities shopping and comparison shopping for prices. I really enjoy doing it on the iPad because I feel like I can concentrate. And on the desktop, I've made not mistakes, but I will do much more hasty shopping than when I sit down on the sofa and go through Amazon or shoes.com or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we've, we spoke about this before on some other on a podcast a while ago. Um, but just like for me, I think it's really just the difference 
benefits of one device versus another. Like, um, at my when I'm at, com- at my computer at my desk, I'm like working. Whereas when I'm on a couch with my iPad, I'm doing casual stuff. So it's it's just like that changeover sort of helps me. I guess I don't know. Hmm. So I have a question, Casey. I, I know that you kind of spent a little bit of time with the Surface, also. I mean, what are you, what are your observations about it? I know you haven't spent as much time as Peter, but I'm sure you I must have something to say. My really upfront one was that the t- the touch cover I could not get to work at all for me. It was really? just like horrible, horrible experience. And I don't know if it was the angle, but I don't like it's wait, that wait, wait, not a problem for me wait, like wait, wait, why are you sitting at it as if you would sit at a computer no I was standing up and the table was at like probably between between hip and waist height so I had like elbows extended down a little bit but even then it was it like it wasn't even close to what I was trying to type like it wasn't like oh a letter here a letter there is out of place or missed or whatever it was just like just incoherent babble was coming out of my fingers Huh. Well, that's kind of disappointing. But yeah, that's, that is totally. I, 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 I think you're wrong there. I mean, it's as simple as I that. I mean, I don't know. This was, this, was, this was one day. This was like maybe yeah. ten minutes with it. So because I don't know. I mean, but I had I had an I had a friend who went to the Microsoft store and also tried it and said they had like the same sort of issues that I did. Like I think wrong letters. Um, spaces either not getting picked up or like in the sort of wrong order almost. I mean the the one the one thing I would say is it's um, probably better if you're a touch typist than not. But one of the okay, one of the things that really did impress me is how well the 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 touch cover worked. It's I I really expected to find it unusable and to hate it. And it actually worked really well. It was very impressive. It's it's not instantaneous. It took took a little bit of practice. Um, but once I'd spent just even twenty minutes, um, then it worked pretty well. And after a day or two, it was really quite comfortable. Um, well, yeah, maybe I just need more time, but when I was using it, it was just like I couldn't even, from from the string of letters and spaces that were coming out that were nothing nothing like what I intended to type, I couldn't even mm-hmm. ascertain what it was that I was doing wrong and like um, say, oh, like, oh, I'm just hitting the space bar in the wrong place or like my fingers are shifted over or anything like that. It was just like just so so far off what i was trying to type it was like mystifying how bad it was but obviously again this was my this is my yeah i don't know it, it, i i think it would be I, I would like to know what happens if you try to use it um in a more desk like scenario um you know sitting down as you would to a to a laptop or a pc because because again and and it's, this, this is where it, it it slightly frustrates me so that they they have put engineering effort into these keyboards and i think they've actually pulled them off i think i think they work remarkably well um but it's it's solving the wrong problem to me um because the the clicky the type cover 
So the, the touch cover is the three millimeter um, membrane keyboard. No tactile feedback or anything. The type cover is is the six millimeter clicky mechanical keyboard. Um, for anything I would want to do, the type cover, the touch cover works really well, but I would never want to use the touch cover in preference to the type cover. Never, never ever. I, I would always want to use the the real keyboard. So they spent all this engineering effort on making the 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 touch cover work and there's there's some neat technology in there to make it work but it's it, it it's it's solving something that didn't need solving because the 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 type cover does the job better um yeah see that's and, and, a, and a laptop does the job better and it's like why why have you spent all this time trying to crack this problem of how to make a nice membrane keyboard because even a even a really nice even the world's best membrane keyboard it's still just a membrane keyboard and you're still going to be better off with with something with some you know switches yeah, but I mean I I really like the idea of it though because um I mean, you know, especially our readers like to argue about the benefits of a like typing on the screen versus on a keyboard. Yeah. And I think that that sort of offers like a kind of a it is a little bit of an awkward medium, but it's kind of a cool awkward medium. Like I I really like it. Um and I I wish that it I wish that Casey had better things to say about it. Um, yeah, I remember um yeah. an editorial that John Stokes wrote a while ago where he was like, it, I think it was just like why I'll never buy an iPad period. But it's one of his points was like that the on-screen keyboard takes up too much space. Yeah. So this is sort of like an in-between. And that, right, that's a between serious the problem and like on the surface. The, right. The, the surface the on-screen, is. The on-screen keyboard is particularly if you're using the office apps, which are desktop apps. Um, uh-huh. because, so, you know, this is, this is a wide screen. So the screen is relative, you know, Compared to how wide it is, it's relatively, relatively short. It's not tall. So the on-screen keyboard takes up. Um, I th- oh, I'm just trying to get it up, but it's like half of your pixels on-screen keyboard. Um, maybe a little under, but close to half the the pixels on-screen keyboard. So you fire up Word, and even in its new, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Um, even, even when you turn on the, the touch tablet mode, um, in office, which, you know, shrinks down the ribbon and shrinks down some of the sort of on-screen mess, you don't have a lot of room for content. Um, if you switch around to portrait mode, then it would be ridiculously tall and narrow. Um, but at least the keyboard would take up a smaller proportion of the screen, but you know, then your kickstand doesn't work and you're your cover doesn't stick on properly and all that sort of thing. So so using it in portrait is just pain. It's end-to-end pain. It does kind of work, but it's not designed to do that. Um, so, yeah, you, you really do need the, ex- the external keyboard to get rid of the on-screen keyboard. Um, it, it It's not some... Optional extra, I don't think. The, the system is engineered to have this keyboard. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I would thank every thank all you guys for participating. Um, Peter kind of fell offline, so we're just going to wrap up. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments, and we will check back with you in a couple weeks. Bye. See ya. Later. <laughs>
Okay, Hooray. cool. Okay. Uh, 